Yo, 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 people, what's good? It's your boy Fabs. It's your boy Milo. And we're here to bring you yet another episode of Layers of Life. Cheats. We are here back again, live, of course. Yes, 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 back in the hot seat again. Of course. Pleasure to be here. Most definitely. Episode... 38. 38, yes, yes, 38, we're yes. getting there. I keep losing count as a, yeah, always. <laughs> a lot of us. But yeah, man, um, here we are back again, just obviously giving you great and amazing content as always. Um, yeah, and that's what's up. Um, what's good, Miles? What are you saying? Yeah, man, I'm blessed. I'm well. Um, you know, I feel like these past couple of days, I've just been, I've been, I've been happy, man. Like, I just feel like, you know what, life is just moving how it's moving and can't really complain about anything, to be fair. Um, the things I want to complain about, I mean, it's the least worries, really, on a bigger scale of things. So I feel like I'm in good spirits and I've just eaten, so I'm quite relaxed and, you know, <laughs> I've got the highest. <laughs> no, so, me too. I'm not going to Sitting up right now is actually hurt. <laughs> it's actually hurt my stomach, I promise you. But um, yeah, man, I'm all good, man. Say no more, say no more. Well, that's good, man. That's good to hear and whatnot. I mean, as well as Miles also being here, um, we've also got another um guest, actually. um, And um, yeah. I'm a good um friend of mine, good friend of ours and so forth. Um and yeah, I'm really looking forward to obviously having this conversation with him. And um yeah, here's Ashley. What's good, Ashley? Hey, 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 howdy. Um yeah, how's it all going? We are um, mm-hmm. yeah, how are you both? <laughs> <laughs> We're blessed. We are good, we are good. Um so basically, um, yeah, Ashley, um, if you'd like to obviously introduce yourself to our listeners, who is Ashley? What is he about? What does he do? And um, yeah, let them know what's up. Yeah, 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 fine. So um, this is where I normally do like my whole like sales pitch. So yeah, Ashley Ainsley, I, um, I suppose an entrepreneur now. So I co-founded my organization called Color in Tech about four and a half, coming up to five years ago now, basically to try and get more black people and ethnic minorities into the technology industry. Started doing that because um, I started my career working for Google, fortunately, and um, spent about two weeks before I saw anybody who looked like me. <laughs> so I was like, that's not cool because, um, you know, if I go back to when I was at school, I wasn't necessarily the best at lots of things and certainly, um, you know, knew lots of people who would probably be able to do a, a, a good job um, in a similar role or similar team or function to, to what I was doing, but they weren't there. So I was like, let's do something about that. Um, and that kind of continued always throughout my career and gradually have grown the organization now. So I'm fortunate enough to employ about seven people. I kind of lose count because we're hiring at the moment. Um, um, yeah, we, we, we are fortunate enough to call like the likes of um, Facebook and Microsoft and Google, some of our corporate partners. Um, I myself am fortunate to be kind of named as one of the, the top, um, uh, I suppose, most influential uh, ethnic minorities um, in the technology industry by the Financial Times. Um, featured in Forbes uh, 30 Under 30 as a social entrepreneur and, and yeah, do a lot of work kind of ultimately banging the drum for racial justice. So that's a little bit about me. And that's, and that's that. Honestly, I think, <laughs> I think you, need, everything you need to off. go back to saying the Forbes, um, saying that you were yes. the Forbes again, because you said it so casually, like, Literally, it's like, like something that everyone does every day. Yeah, um, exactly. So you need to go back to that, because that is like a moment. That is, especially to be placed number one on the list, not number 25 or 13, like you were sort of later. <laughs> you were like, you know, number one. So it's like, how was that experience? How did that feel? Listen. How was how was, that, how was that journey for you? Um, well, slightly. So, I mean, I don't know if it's fully ranked, because I mean, 
I was in the same category as like Greta Thunberg. And like, although I did good work, I think more people know who she is, and she's probably made a bigger difference to climate change than me. So I'm very happy to like, get her involved in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's out here trying to save the planet. I feel you. All of that. All of that. But at the same time, yeah, no, it was um, it was good. You know what? Because you 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 can you can self nominate yourself for Forbes, but like that doesn't you, you know don't get you anywhere. The 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 thing which counts is obviously having great people who recognise your work and are willing to nominate you as mm. well. Um, and that's what's really humbling because, you know, I do what I do, but I do it ultimately to help other people. Like, you know, if I wanted to make lots of profit, I wouldn't run a non-profit, for example. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, in, in the situation where you've got people who are willing to take their time out to nominate you to say really nice things about you, to champion and to share things, um, you know, that's, that's super powerful and really, you know, really, really fulfilling ultimately. You know, if I think about, you know, the life that I want to live, you know, I'd like to look back on it at the end of it all and, and feel that I've made a difference and an impact in my, you know, in my stuff. And, um, you know, I think I can kind of match profit and purpose and all these other things. And, 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 and it's nice to know that other people kind of think that, you know, you're on the right track when doing that as well. Brilliant. No, exactly that. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. And I mean, with everything that you've literally just reeled off, I mean, I think we, I think it's solely right to kind of just kind of go deep into exactly everything that you just said really do you get what I mean especially with you know your own um business color in tech um so basically I think it'll be good to kind of um maybe start from exactly where this kind of all come, came from I know you said obviously um it was when you was at Google and so forth um you kind of thought of the idea so I mean when it came to you working on um, for Google exactly um you know, how did that make you feel only being like maybe like one of the only ones or the only one of your kinds, you know, within such a big company? Yeah, well, actually, if I, if I roll back a little bit, um, if I think about like school, um, I'll come, I'll come to like blow, 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 blow something out of the water when I, um, when I steal, steal your line here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, so like, I, I was always interested in kind of just the world and technology, yeah? So I remember when I was at, like, school, I was doing my homework, and I, I you know, this is back in the day, and I'm showing off my age slightly, but, you know, you had to take out the phone plug to, to use the internet, yeah? Like, <laughs> um, I remember those days. Yeah, so boy. Precious, um, and I was trying to do my homework, and then I remember discovering Wikipedia, and I was like, that's cool, here's my homework done for me, in it. And then I remember looking Quick, on and again like you know it sounds a bit crazy now but back back in the day it wasn't as easy just to see a nice photo of kind of like a random beach somewhere that you'd never been before you'd have to like go and get a travel brochure or kind of like watch a tv show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i was like that's cool i don't know what it is but i want to do that whatever that is if you get what mm-hmm. i mean okay so i i you know, that kind of followed me throughout kind of school and, um, you know, I was good at lots of things, but I wasn't that great at lots. So, you know, if anyone's ever watched me play football, I'm terrible. Like, um, I wasn't in the top group for maths. Like, I, you know, I'm okay, but, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, in the top 25 in my school. So, um, there's kind of lots of stuff that I kind of learned along the way, but I was always passionate about geography and managed to, to get myself into university um, where, um, yeah, I got introduced to a lot of cool, interesting, random people. But um, and through that, I got effectively the opportunity to apply for roles at Google. And I didn't know that Google even had jobs in the UK. 
I mean, you know, the reality is, like, I saw, like, Google's just something that happened in Silicon Valley from, like, people mm. who weren't like me. Uh, but I managed to get there, and long story short, I had a really cool time. But as I said, I, I walked in, and I was like, okay, this technology industry thing, like, it's transforming the world. Anyone can use it. It must be, you know, it must be accessible for everybody, you know? Like, isn't that the point? Uh, <laughs> and then... You know, I got to Google. I was like, great, everybody can do this thing. It's such a cool company. You hear so many good things about it. Walked in and, yeah, didn't see anybody who looked like me. And for anyone who doesn't know what I look like, feel free to go to my Instagram. It's open. Um, <laughs> but, um, See advertisement <laughs> in there. Oh, me. My SEO is good, isn't it? Um, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, the reality was that, um, yeah, I didn't see any black people probably in my first, like, week or so there. And then wow. a couple of folks that I saw as kind of, I realised that, you know, there are a few different different departments and stuff. But, you know, that kind of bothered me because I was like, oh, hold up. Like, I had this amazing opportunity, which was super cool. But I know people, as I said, who would have been really great at that. And, and it just felt odd to me. I didn't feel like an imposter syndrome per se, although it does make you question. If you are effectively the alien in the room, if you're the only person who looks like you in the entire in the entire building, it does make you question, are you in the right place? Mm. And that's not insanity. It's not craziness. It's just a reality. Yeah. And, and that didn't sit well with me, so I decided to like... Yeah, think about it. And I didn't know what I was going to do. It wasn't like a grand plan. I didn't say I'm going to run my business and I'm going to change the world. But it it just didn't feel right. And, you know, when when stuff doesn't feel right, I always want to, like, do, you know, do what does feel right. Do, you know, do the right thing, so to speak. So that's kind of where it came from and kind of how it made me feel. Okay. See, I think that's actually really good that the fact you was able to, you know, see something, notice something. You, You basically, like, noticed a niche um, and you've kind of created your own out of it in a sense. Mm. And I think that's really good. And you know what? I think the fact that you're, you know, you've got a platform where you can, you know, bring people of colour within the tech industry, I think is really good because, you know, I think one thing I've kind of realised is that um, when you kind of look at a, like a job, say, for instance, and you look at it as thinking, mm, is this for me? Like, I'm not quite sure. I'm not too... Do you get what I mean? Like, you always kind of, like, question yourself, you know? And especially um, the fact that there obviously wasn't a lot of, you know, people of colour um, in the tech industry. Like, having that fact alone or having that kind of experience, when you're thinking to yourself, like, hmm, is this actually for me? So it's, kind of, it's like you're restricting yourself just because, you know, of, you know the information that's already out there kind of thing. The fact that he was able to turn that around and do exactly, you know, that, you know, I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, literally. And I was going to say, I feel like it's just, it's one of the ones where there's, there's so many different types of people, right? And given your situation in that particular moment, I can, I, I know many people would have just fumbled and, and folded and would, wouldn't have been able to, um, to use um, such a heightened level of emotional intelligence to make the choice to make a difference as opposed to using their energy for a negative outcome such as arguing or going to HR to complain about stuff that won't even be understood because it's like a only you, like you said you're the only person in the room you're the only person who sees it so no one's going to understand what you're saying or understand your perspective um, and I feel like it's important to have the attributes and ability to be able to actually just make change like I feel like a lot of us are well, we've been conditioned in a way to believe that if things ain't how it should be there's not much you can do like you beat be, join us or beat them yeah join us to beat them so mm-hmm. to say you yeah. know what I mean so let me have, yeah. have the have the idea or ideology 
pattern to follow in and be like, you know what, this isn't right. I want to make changes and I'm going to do it with a, with a, with a greater benefit in mind and not just for myself but for others as well who want to be in this field to be aware that yeah there's other people here who look just like you too so i feel like that takes some some doing and you have to be some sort of person you have to have gone through enough experiences to realize it's there's a cause worth fighting for um and yeah i just want to highlight that because i when i think of myself and when i'm in certain roles my first thing to do is complain (laughs) i don't (laughs) think of what's going to be the solution here (laughs) which is crazy but um obviously now being more of a mindful and intentional person, I'm able to think rationally about what is more beneficial before when I'm in a certain situation that consists of using my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just, you know, because where did it come from? Like, why am I like that? Why did that happen? And I think, don't get me wrong, like, I, you know, I have urges to complain and don't get me wrong, if I don't like things, I do complain. Just start some of, uh, some of the airlines that have flown me around the world, <laughs> Are you that kind of person on the plane then? But at the same point, like, in a way, it kind of comes from technology because I suppose in many instances in my life, I've been the only black person in the room, the building, the, the uh, you know, I'm quite so far out of the city. Um, <laughs> like, you know, literally. Um, and, um, you know, as a result of all of that, uh, you know, one thing that I've always reflected and thought about is kind of like, well, you know, technology has always been this innovative thing. No one ever said, oh, I, you know, I didn't like the fact that I couldn't, like, you know, take a photo with me around or whatever. People just designed, like, camera phones. Or, like, you know, people pe- people use technology to solve problems that they had as well as complaining about them. And I think that kind of mindset has kind of always been quite close to me because as, like, the only black person in the room, I, I never wanted just to say, well, I don't like being that. It's like, well, how do I open the door to make sure there are more, more of them in the room as well? Um, and that's kind of, like, the innovative thing. So, like, you know, if I have to be the first person to open the door, then fine, I'm there, I'll be the first person then. Yeah. No, that's good, man. Honestly, that's really good. What I was also going to ask as well, actually, with you obviously, you know, starting Colouring Tech, um, how's that been for you since kind of starting everything? Like, um, so yeah, how do you feel now um, over how you felt, obviously, when you first started Google, if that makes sense? Because I'm pretty sure you've obviously made a lot of change and, you know, a lot of, you know, positive things and outcomes have obviously happened since then. So yeah, how's that made you feel since, you know, creating this? And do you mean me, like, personally, or kind of, like, the impact of, like, what we do? Um, do you, you what speak, do you mean? Like, you speak about both. Feel? You can speak about both. But I feel like, do you know what it is, obviously, in terms of you obviously doing this now, it's obviously kind of made you feel a lot more, um, you know, um, positive within yourself, obviously, doing something like this. Do you get what I mean? So, because obviously you're helping out. So, you know, how's that kind mm. of, like, made you feel? You've The fact that you've been able to obviously start something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's... I wouldn't call it an accident because that, you know, that's probably like, (laughs) that's like like self-belittling. Like, I've been intentional about a lot of things that I've done. But, um, you know, it's nice to have purpose to what you do. Like, you know, in the same way that, you know, people work in the NHS, people work with young children in schools and stuff. And and, and a lot of it's purpose-driven. It's like, you know, there's more to kind of life than, than just kind of profitability and money and, don't get me wrong, it does correlate and it does, like, you know, it does lead to happiness. That's, you know, it would be naive to say that it doesn't really. 
but there are other things also that make us people and you know i do i do like the fact that i like my job like i do like the fact that i um that i'm fortunate that i feel that at the end of it i can talk about how i'm helping or changing or doing things for you know for the betterment of society or what other things and and you know that's that that's that's a nice thing because i'm able to kind of marry up having a commercial impact and but also having people's lives i mean you know in a way one of the things that made me most happy is like actually hiring people i mean the majority of my team are women like the majority of them are from the black community and actually great i'm actually you know contributing to to to, to helping out the black community like you know that's how i see it i'm, I'm paying people i'm giving jobs that money's getting spent and you know i procure from black businesses i buy black businesses like do you know what i mean it's great i can spend my money on 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 a photographer let me make sure i'm spending my money on a black photographer like that is the sort of stuff which really like gives me like a lot of fulfillment which mm. which i wasn't able to i suppose get in other places mm-hmm. and you know i've always tried it like you know it could be like even down to like what emojis you'd use in like an email but i've always made sure to be intentional about using the ones with the color of skin like mine mm-hmm. because like mm. you know down to those little things that matters and representation matters and well, why shouldn't we have ourselves a black person smiling? Why does it need to be a white person? Yeah. But like, do, do you know what I mean? All of that kind of stuff is like the stuff that I'm really attentional about. But now, now I can do it. And you're doing it. <laughs> you are doing it, literally. But no, it's actually really just nice that, that you know, that someone's obviously been able to recognise something like this and you're doing something about it. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just, just must be an amazing feeling, man, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Do you know, I want to. Yeah, wanna... without struggle, and we'll come on to struggle on short. Sure, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I was going to say, um, I wanted to. Uh, earlier, you spoke about um, your experience of going to university, and um, I wanted to kind of like delve into that a bit more. Um, how how was your university experience for you, and and what lessons did you learn from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna expect um, David to like say something about it. Actually. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. I had a little story in it. Yeah, you do have a story. Yeah. yeah. So basically, what is I've known Ashley for a while now. Yeah, and um, basically, when I first um met Ashley, I remember um I think he told me that he went to DMU. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool, 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 no problem, that's right. And I can't remember what, I think I remember seeing your ID pass or something like that. And it definitely didn't say DMU, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, and so what I saw in front of me was Ashley attended Oxford, not Oxford Brooks. I'm talking literally Oxford. I mean, like Cambridge, Oxford, kind of like, do you get what I mean? Mm. So when I saw that, in my head, I think to myself, I don't know what to do. Like, do I, like, do I bow down to you or I don't understand? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> like I didn't like, I'm like, wow. Like, this is very like interesting, like really interesting. Cause not to be funny, I guess, you know, cause I think, yeah, you started uni the same time as me. And um, yeah, I just didn't really know that black people attended, you know, mm. Oxford. Do you get what I mean? So, I mean, just even knowing that, that, it's just amazing the fact that you've you've gone there you've been you've experienced it you get me that's absolutely amazing but yeah, it's definitely not DMU. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the truth was like black people didn't really attend Oxford. Mm. I mean, the reality was in my year there were thirty-two black people in the entire year, and I was the only one of black Caribbean descent. Full stop. Wow! Um, like, wow! Like, that was it. <laughs> wow! Um, like, do you know what I mean? We're in a country where what like. You know, 
10 millions of students go every year to universities. I was the only one on my course that did geography. Um, um, thankfully, my college actually had four, I was one of four black people in my year, but that meant there were a number of like colleges at Oxford which didn't have any and had records for not having any black people in years. Wow. Um, like, it was, yeah, it was. So, and, and you know, Oxford saying that it carries a weight and it also carries some like stigma sometimes because people assume things if you say oh you go to Oxford people assume things about you sometimes before they even know you and that's kind of where it came from really people assume oh well, did you go to a private school then well no I didn't or like like do you know what I mean people assume certain things about you or have certain connotations because mm. of you went there but back to kind of like Mother's question in terms of like that experience so I kind of alluded to before like it was a bit weird because in a way you kind of almost feel like a celebrity like or hold on like I'm not but the reason why you kind of feel like that at points is because people just know you because you're the black person mm. and don't get me wrong Oxford's changing there's now I think 68 last year so there's more than double when I was there Good. um but like it's still not where it should be and 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 again I kind of think that 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 influenced me and you know I experienced racism like I went to certain university buildings and people would question why I'm there and it's not because I didn't look like a student I was walking around like an every other 18, 19 year old but simply because of the colour of skin people would question whether you're actually in the right place almost tell you that you're not in the right place until you prove them wrong you know and, and, and why is that well it, you know it's purely because of the colour of my skin and that was you know that was problematic and that's difficult to kind of get used to um, but then I suppose you know the way that I dealt with it um you know, was developing a confidence in my own legitimacy. You know, I got good grades. Of course, I was meant to be there. Like, <laughs> and, and and that's kind of the, the energy that I took through. Like, I know some people talk about it. Like, what what's the thing? Well, I don't know if it's like. So if I say BDE, I don't know what that what that, what that age tolerance is on the on the podcast. You know? <laughs> oh no, feel free. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean. But then in a way, you kind of develop that because it's actually yeah. like, well, hold on. So like when it went that I went to Google, I didn't feel <laughs> as much of that imposter syndrome because I was like, well, hold on. Like this ain't any, this ain't nothing new to what I've been doing before, innit? I was just disappointed to look the same. But like I've always had people question like whether I'm in the right meeting or whatever because I'm a black kid walking around. But now I've got a password which says, oh, Google employees. So now people feel like I'm legitimate. And, and you know, and that's kind of where it where it came from. But no, Oxford was a, was a weird experience. I've got mixed feelings about even today like part of me feels like the whole thing should be knocked down and start again um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> like, it's funny we were speaking no, about it's a major outdated systems in our society. Oh, yeah. Yeah. don't get me wrong it's a majorly great institution and lots comes out of it which is amazing like look at this whole covid vaccine stuff but at the same time oxford gets more funding than the, all of the universities in scotland combined how is that fair like, do, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I have mixed feelings about it. And, um, but no, look, that's, I met some of my lifelong friends down. today. Mad. Some of my best friends ever. Like, it was it was an amazing experience. And, and it's given me a lot of privilege, but it's how you use that privilege. I don't deny that I have a level of privilege from going there. But it's, it, you know, it's how you use that. And a lot of people use the privilege just to further their own, their own, their own, means and ends without really holding holding anything open for other people where mm. I, you know that's not going to be me no I feel you man I feel you I think do you know it is um obviously in terms of you know kind of just experiencing 
you know, it's it's weird how you can obviously experience racism and, can, and you know, how subtle and light it can be. You don't even kind of like notice it. Do you get what I mean? Especially when you're in an environment where, you know, there's kind of like one of your kinds in there, if that makes sense. You get me, you know? It's, 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 it's nuts. I mean, I can only imagine how you must have obviously, you know, felt at the time and so forth. But um, I guess obviously it was just like a really big learning curve for you just to understand that, you know, I guess these are the kind of people that are out there kind of thing, you get me, you know? And how to kind of like handle it as well. Do you get what I mean? Because, I mean, even for me, like say for instance, if someone was to kind of make a, like a subtle race, racial kind of like comment to me or something, like, I actually don't know how I would like take it. I would like freeze because I'm like conflicted. Like, do I do something? Do I not say nothing? Or, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, you get me, you know? So I never really kind of know what to do in those kind of situations. But the fact that you was in that environment, you had to obviously deal with it. It's like, wow, you know? But, um... obviously you know having you know experiencing such things has only kind of made like you probably a lot more resilient and made you obviously a lot more wiser with obviously how to kind of like deal with things and so forth do you get what I mean so I'm pretty sure like you know it's you know having stuff like this has kind of maybe like like challenged you in a bit as well but I guess you've always you know coming back you know stronger with what you know kind of thing you know um I was also gonna say as well we've obviously like you know everything um, in terms of like, you know, um, colouring tech and everything like that. I know you're quite a busy person as well, especially how, you know, you're somebody who also likes to, you know, go up and down the country and everything like that. Um, 
up and down the country, up and he down said, the globe. That's what I meant. That's that's what I was actually meant to say. <laughs> that, that came out wrong. <laughs> up and down the globe. Yes, for reals, for reals. You are literally like the um, jet setter, literally. And I noticed that's obviously, you know, one of your um, hobbies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, um, how many home countries have you done exactly? Counting and I'm all 51 right now. Um, but I was annoyed, like, I would have been on like 60 almost by now, but it's bloody pandemic, so um, slow you down. 51, have you done it? Have you had to do any like UK getaways at all? No, yeah. Believe in that to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I'm in this country, you know, holiday, you know. Um, <laughs> like, my criteria for holidays is broadly it's got to be outside the UK. Ideally, it's got to be sunny and warmer than the UK, and it's just got to be a bit different. So, you know, thankfully, that's what 195 other places that I could go. Um, as well because I think I'm a jet setter but I even I the, country, the number of countries I've been to have doesn't even hit double, double figures <laughs> so I've got I've got a lot, I've got a lot got to, to learn go, boy. 
Listen, Ashley's beating me. No, so I love a holiday, bro. You know me. Like holidays, holidays are good though. It really does help give you another perspective, even if it's with friends alone, whatever it is. Just I think going to a new place in general is just like it's, it's really our body needs it. This when is when it. you get there and you've done it, you're like, oh, I really needed it. I was gonna say, I mean, I guess for both of you actually, how would you say? Would you say that traveling has kind of allowed you to be a lot more open as a person? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, go first, um, go. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like, and it's kind of weird because, um, well, actually, no, no, it's not weird at all. So, a hundred percent, yeah. Like, when you see new people, reach new things, and ultimately, again, you can be more like open, honest, authentic yourself. And when I say that, it's just like you wake up when you want. You don't have to do something. You can go and like to a museum because you actually want to, not because oh well, you know, um, I need to do this stuff. You can choose who you're with. So actually, you go with people who might share similar interests. You can follow your heart and just do what you want to do rather than feel like you need to do this because, you know, you've got to get back to here by the X time, so to speak. So I think that makes you all open to just exploring. And, you know, that's naturally what it is. It's finding new things. It's trying new foods. It's actually becoming a more open person and, and opening your mind a bit more to, like, how other people do things and other things that matter. And then... And then, like, you know, I think that, like, comes come, comes with it. I remember I was in Cancun, and, um, yeah, there's just guy just serving drinks all the time, and he was just happy. And I was like, shoot, I've got, like, something wrong here, innit? <laughs> like, here I am working, like, 50-odd weeks in the year to try and be where this guy is, and he's just here smiling, just chilling. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get that balance right again in my life. So mm-hmm. I was like, hold on, like, you know, who's got the equation mixed up? Like, we need to, like, prioritise not being productive just for the sake of it but actually you know happiness and actually enjoying like what i do but yeah Mars, what, what 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 your thoughts i mean i think pretty similar to me as well but i think for me the most um exciting part of traveling and the most beneficial part of it for me is um just the engagements and interactions that you happen to go on throughout your journeys even from simple things of being on the plane the people who are sitting around you who are next to you on the same flight all going to the same place or trying to get away from home so to say um it's yeah that, that's that's what brings joy to me to be fair and I feel like when you go to other places as well for example when I went to um, when I went to LA um I went I went to LA but I went by myself as well it's my first it's my first like big actual international holiday that I went on by myself um and like, how did you find that solo travel? How did you find that? I mean, that's scary to a lot. Of it people. was, it was really, it was really interesting because obviously I had a friend out there who I was, who I was staying with for like a couple of days, and then I, and then after that I got my own apartment. Um, but it was just like there was no sort of like criteria, you know what I mean, in regards to trying to be a certain type of person or trying to fit in to try and make yourself seem whatever it is, to try and you know have a good time or you know just to seem like good energy, or whatever. And I feel like. Yeah, LA was just like, I realised how friendly people are. And I feel like because there's times I've seen a few TV series, like you, LA people are so quick and busy and catty, but that, but that wasn't what I got. I got from before going there, I thought it was going to be trashy, it was going to be noisy, it was going to be all of that. But it was just really fast-paced moving. People were really, really nice. Um, pretentious, but nice. Um, but it was good to get my own perspective and not just think of what it may be like. Um and alongside that, the people, it was a plus as well. I, I really enjoy meeting new people. It helps, you know, shape perspective. You learn things. Um, and in countries like that, everyone, they love a Londoner. So <laughs> I was <laughs> in good true. hands. Like, it was it was definitely, definitely good. Like, tra- traveling true. does that. Yeah, no, 100%. I and think... you know what? It's given me a new perspective, actually, on race around the world as, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say that because, like, some people ask me, like, 
where have I gone? Where have I experienced it? And it's, you know, I have experienced it around the world in different places and different things. Like, I, I remember when I was in Vietnam and the Chinese tourists come up and, like, can they take a photo of you? And it's not because, like, the view is great behind or that it is, it's because they want to take a, a black photo person of before. you because you're black in here. Mm. like the first black person they've ever seen. Like, <laughs> so, like, I've experienced that, like, that side of it. That's but, crazy. Like, in a way, the most, like, racist place that I thought like, I've gone to is actually the USA. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> I remember yeah. I was walking through, like, the streets in New Orleans at night and just being like, I feel really scared right now because and, like, I've walked through, like, parts of Rio de Janeiro at night, yeah? Like, <laughs> that was that was scary to me. <laughs> Very brave. Dangerous city if you don't know where you're going. But, like, in a way, I felt safer because of the colour of my skin in parts of Rio because mm. I felt like I could blend in Makes a bit. Sense, yeah. Whereas, actually, like, when I was in America in New Orleans, although black people obviously live in New Orleans in America, I was like, look, if I ring the police and um, say that, like, you know, uh, something's wrong or whatever, they might come see me and try and shoot me before they even ask a question, yeah? Mm. Like, if I step onto someone's land by accident, they can shoot me and then ask questions afterwards, yeah? Like, it was a scary place to be. Mm. <laughs> uh, like, no, yeah, I, feel I was just like, it, racism is real when you're walking through those places and those are the sorts of decisions that you're having to feel like you need to make. No, it's true, it's true. I can imagine um, the US being quite racist. Actually, I remember when I went, I went to New York, and um, yeah, I think um, yeah, they're a lot more um, direct with their racism out there. From honest view, I think maybe like over here, it's quite subtle and quite indirect. If that makes sense, but America is um, yeah, definitely something You're very else. direct. It's yes, one hundred percent, still one hundred. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, no, 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 no. You go, you go. Okay, cool. Um, I was gonna say I'm going back to um, Ashley and. Um, just you in general and you as a person, I wanted to ask with such a busy schedule and you having so much to do and working constantly, um, apart from um, traveling, what are, what, what do you do? What kind of positive routines do you enforce for yourself in order to um, have schedule and uh, have a structure and be, learn to be at peace whilst also being busy? Yeah, no, it's like, Totally. And actually, in a way, it goes back to the question that you asked me before, actually. One thing I do kind of regret about university is, like, not going to the gym enough. Like, mm. <laughs> and that's not because like, I'm massively, like, entering in amazing shape or, like, you know, I'm one of them people just, like, like that. But I started to go to the gym in, because, actually, my old work were basically saying, oh, we'll give people a discount to the gym. But in order to qualify for the discount you've got to go at least um twice a week basically so that they they would subsidize it so that was their incentive and way to get people to go in it mm. so i was like okay well fair enough look at like you know let me try it out let me do and then i started going twice a week and then it started to feel good look good i got into a routine i went at lunchtime and then yeah then it wasn't even about the looking good because obviously anyone who's been gym it don't like you know it takes a, it takes a while for it to actually show a difference physically mm. but mentally i started to feel a lot better i started to be more clearer i was more productive i felt better i was less aggy and i was like oh shoot no this is like a good thing for me to be doing so i started to build that into my routine and do that more to the point where i've had arguments with my managers previously about booking stuff over lunchtime meetings that's my gym time now i'm so defensive on that because for me it's like I'm entitled to this time and if you want to take away this time this time is time that I'm spending on myself and like nothing is more important than myself in it so nothing is more important than the time that I spend on myself and it don't matter about work like if I'm not looking after myself then 
like nothing's looking after me if you get what I mean and that's why I'm super precious about it so I build that into my routine I'm quite regimented with it and I will move things I will say no to things I will reorganize things where possible to make sure that I'm getting into a healthy healthy routine of exercising because and that's one of the things I struggle with the pandemic obviously not been able to travel not been able to like go to the gym it's really affecting my mental health already because these are like ways that I'm able to to manage what I'm doing and mm. you know in the absence of being able to do that it becomes more of a challenge isn't it so yeah I, I I definitely think that 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 exercise for me is a really important way and then the second thing around the organization point is just everything's in my calendar like I live by my calendar and again I, I've probably lost relationships over the fact that like people that I've been dating or seeing or whatever have felt that they are a calendar appointment in my life like a meeting but <laughs> it's not in a rude way and I think ultimately when you're really busy and as you get busy you understand it and it's not like a personal thing it's just that I am just really organised and for me to be organised to make sure that I have the appropriate time and headspace with you and making sure that I am dedicated to that attention during whatever time we spend I just need to make sure I'm not doing something else that conflicts with it because I don't want to end up having to choose between seeing a friend or or, or or a partner I don't want to have to think about like um, um, oh my gosh I've got this work to finish off before whatever so that's why I try to try and plan my time and plan my day with that so yeah date night or whatever will go in my calendar and it's not a rude thing but it's in there just so that I'm organised because then I live by my calendar so I know what I'm doing what I'm doing and how it happens mm. and for some people that might be a bit too mechanical for them for some people it's like oh where's the spontaneity I laugh at my friend Heather Heather about this because we're like oh yeah we plan when we're being spontaneous but at the same time you do because like oh I didn't happen <laughs> I feel funny. you though I feel you and you know it's funny there's two things you said in that yeah first of all I feel like hearing you speak gave me a slight case of PTSD because I am missing the gym like crazy like I think not until you've said it I've realised why have I been so aggy and so all over the place and not okay with some certain things sometimes even though I just brush it off why I'm like Nigga, you ain't moved anyway. You ain't sweat. You ain't been sweating for the past how many months? You've just been sitting there doing nothing. Like, of course you're gonna feel how you're feeling. So, that was number one. <laughs> and secondly, there was an important thing that you mentioned, and I feel like when it comes to doing things for yourself and being self sufficient, it is very, very important to to have boundaries and to make boundaries. Um, and it's ultimately just to protect yourself and being able to be aware of. Okay, cool. If I know I'm gonna be busy from this time to that time, I'm going to need the next couple of hours to chill or to relax or to do something for myself as opposed to using that time for others or what we're not, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's really important when you're on your journey as in whatever it is you're doing to set boundaries. Otherwise, it's so easy to fall off track and then to think, okay, why am I in this situation or why am I in this position? Um, when what could have helped was setting boundaries and sticking to it. So yeah, that's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and I think like that's so important because anyone would encroach. Like you know, if you're good stuff, everyone wants a bit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's like a cake. If it's there, everyone's well, they want to eat a bit, and like that's how I feel about my time a bit. So you've got to protect that that slice for you because otherwise, you know, you end up doing everything for everybody else. You end up living for other people, and then you hold on like. 
I'm doing lots of this stuff and I got to that position where I was like, I'm working on a million things and actually the thing I care about is actually my relationship. Mm. Right, that's gone now. Like, or, or like, I've been working <laughs> on a million things and the stuff that I really care about is my, like, my sleep. But I'm here now, I was tired, almost falling asleep at the wheel. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, it's just not, it's, it's not worth it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally hear you on that, man. I to- I think, yeah, you just definitely need to learn not to kind of spread yourself um thin because that's where things can possibly maybe get out of hand and so forth. Do you get what I mean? Um, what I was gonna ask actually, obviously, again, kind of going back to you, obviously being quite a busy person. When it comes to like stress and so forth, what would you say um you do? Like, what are your like coping mechanisms in terms of like you know like distress or stress or whatever when you're feeling a bit low? Like, how do you kind of you know, bounce back up to kind of keep you going. Especially in this time, bearing, bearing in mind COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at a joke, but it's so 18 rated, I don't even know if I can say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All I'm going to say is a blank a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? Yeah, I love realness. It is, isn't it? (laughs) You know, it's funny, yeah, because me and Faith were speaking earlier, and I said to him, I said to him, you know what? I think during COVID, like, Masturbating has must be. I swear to God, if there was a survey to check how much people have been like increased with it, it's probably been nuts because fam, like, everyone's at home. You can't go nowhere. You can't do nothing. You can't see no one. So it's like, what is this? What else is I'm gonna have to look after myself. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually screaming. There you go, baby. That's the stress reliever right there. <laughs> Of course. Um, 
Yeah, but but you know what I mean? I feel you just got to, like, really work on understanding yourself, what you like to do. And, and like, for some people, that's gaming. For some people, it's, it's you know, it could be whatever. But, yeah, those are the main things for me. And just getting good quality sleep. Like, if I have good quality sleep, I feel just less stressed about everything, really. Mm-hmm. No, that's good, man. That's good. I think it's good to kind of like maybe just like find out kind of what works for you in terms of, you know, times of need or times of stress and everything like that. Because like you said, everyone's got, you know, their own little coping mechanisms and so forth. Um, I was also going to say as well, I'm pretty sure traveling probably was one for you as well. But I mean, it's very irritating that, you know, nothing can't happen right now. But um, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's obviously quite an important thing for you as well in terms of like, you know, like de-stressing and so forth as well. Right. Yeah, and I actually, like, I kind of plan my trips in a couple ways. Like, I always have one which is solo, which is intentional, and it's just to go away, get away, just be somewhere where there's not a lot going on on purpose, just so you can have time to really be you, yourself, and you, mm. or me, myself, and I. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I really have time to to just not feel like you need to do too much. So, I, so, so everybody is, they, you know, they energize themselves differently, but I can be perfectly self-entertained, on a beach with nothing to do for a week in it so i make sure that i do that and like i try and punctuate my my high periods or my work a lot of the time with like having that light out at the end of the tunnel because when you are working hard it's nice to know so like you know with all this pandemic stuff like materially nothing's changed but Mm. no one has a bit of hope like for june 28th i like i told all my whole team yeah you've got the week well not the week the day off See, that's thinking ahead, mate. Celebrate. And Lally, when you're, you're, you're your own boss, you can do that stuff. Yeah, I literally. Like, I want to have a company which I want to work for. So, well, actually, I was always like, I have another policy at my company as well, which is like a Sunday. Because I remember when I was been working for other people and it's all sunny outside and then you're working and then you go home and by the time you've missed that warm day you're resenting those people that you go past on the bus and it's sunny and you're like oh, 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 oh. so I was like the first day in July or August which it gets above 32 degrees everyone's got the day off let's go get an ice cream get a lolly do whatever you want to do read in the park sunbathe just feel happy to be alive in it mm. because that's important like, vitamin D is good. If I'm looking after my employees, hopefully they'll look after themselves and we'll all be better people as a result of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was just like, that's what I want to do. It makes me feel good. I don't want to be working when it's sunny outside. Um, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so why am I going to make other people do it? Um, you know, it's not life or death. Every email can wait a day. Let's, let's organise ourselves and have fun in it. That is good. I actually wish all bosses had that way of thinking, you know. I'm not even going to lie because, boy, <laughs> so I've, I've kind of noticed that a lot of, you know, managers and all that, like, all their life and everything that they do is work. Do you get what I mean? And I don't think people kind of take into consideration that, you know, breaks are needed. Yes, of course, you've got your lunch break. You've obviously got the weekend. But is that enough? Is 48 hours over the weekend for a break enough? And you, do you get what I mean, you know? So I think it's really good that you was able to take that into consideration in terms of looking after your colleagues in that way. Because, yeah, we definitely do need breaks as humans. We definitely do. We're not really, we're not, we're not robots. We're not made to work round the clock, you know? Like, we also burn out as well, just like a robot too, so. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny, just to add on to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. From our, from our last episode, I, I said that I really feel like they should change the working week to four days in and three days off and extend our weekends because of the pressures from COVID on our mental health. And I just, I want to see it be implemented somewhere because it's, it will really help. 
people just to feel less stressed and have more time for ourselves because again I feel like we we all just get so over consumed of working and having to have finances and all these things that we we, we get lost the real meaning of, of of life and which is to live it you know um even if that if it's just that one day it could be the whole difference to someone it could help them really much to just feel at peace or to do something for themselves for a change as opposed to just living or mm. yeah no, exactly. Yeah, just existing. Because, I mean, there's a lot of existing going around now because there's not a lot of living. Like, yeah, do you know that's, what that's I mean? Not in a yeah. horrible way. Obviously, COVID, you know, we understand why we're doing what we're doing. But, there's a lot, you know, for months, people have just been basically just waiting for, like, waiting. Literally do you know what I mean? Waiting, yeah. Like, waiting for what? Waiting for... Like, so, it's so important. And, again, I said that to my employees. I was like, I'm not being, like, just an awkward boss because, you know, there is commercial reasons to it. I don't want everybody to take a holiday right in the middle of, like, November when it's really busy and everybody's off and, you know, that stresses out the rest of the members of the team. But I was actually like, yeah, before the end of June, you need to actually use some of your holiday. Mm. And, like, fair enough, if you want to use it in May or March whenever it gets a bit more sunny, and I'm going to force you to take some days. So, we, we have a day which is for International Women's Day, which is just the day off like you know i'm making sure people have that time too we need to celebrate the amazing women in our lives but but you know more broadly i care about their 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 well-being and mental health and i i find it's tough to be working like six months in a row so i don't expect other people to be doing it too Mm -hmm. so yeah take that time you know switch off don't reply to emails don't do it and i'll tell you also fastly that you are because like like you know i want people to be able to you know go away do the things that they want to do and then come back and be the best them like you get what i mean that's important yeah. yeah, no, that's good, man. That is good. It's, I mean, it's good that you also agree with that as well. And can I just say, if you ever decide on implementing the free day on weekends, yeah, definitely follow me because, yeah, I don't think anyone's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's doing that. So. <laughs> it's an idea, but there's a lot, there's a lot of problems doing it straight away. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> say no more, say no more. That's cool, that's cool. Um, What I also wanted to um get your view on as well, actually, was um therapy. Um, I think it's kind of obviously well, just good to speak about therapy, but kind of like number one, what's your views on on it exactly? Because what I was gonna say was, I know that obviously there's some you know workplaces that you know offer um therapy, but um especially for like you know black people, I don't really feel like there's enough black therapists out there that's actually helping our you know black people and so forth. So I mean. I think it's really important for especially um us black men to actually kind of look into um therapy. Um there's a lot of things that, you know, some of us just automatically do and we do them for no reason without even thinking. So yeah, I think it's good for people to obviously kind of look like tap into themselves. But yeah, what's your view on therapy exactly? Yeah, you know that song like last night a DJ saved my life, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like a therapist saved my life. Um <laughs> You hear that guys? You hear that? It works, yeah. A therapist saved my life. That's what I'm saying. Um, Cause like, yeah, no, I'm look, I'm a big advocate for it, and I actually generally believe that. I say that in like jest, but I've been at really low points. I'd say there are three times which I can fully remember, which are like burnt out to the point of I was definitely at some point in depression, and there's been points where like, yeah, like I've been really low, and. Um, yeah, like one of those, like, I remember chatting, chatting to, to, to an ex at the time about like, I used to deal with a lot of things by just effectively internalizing them, you know, just 
and in a way, it's kind of how we're socialised and brought up, or at least how I kind of was to an extent of like, you know, if you take like learning at school, so if you've got a problem, the way that I used to deal with it is like, okay, well, if I learn it, I work harder, I'll solve the problem and it will be fine. And broadly, that was successful for me. I mean, I got good grades. The problem was getting good grades, and I got good grades by doing that, and therefore I worked. And I know that's not the case for everybody. It doesn't work like that, but it worked like that for me. So when I took that approach into adult life, it was very much, oh, if there are problems or things going on, or if I just didn't feel right, well, it's my problem, and I needed to work on how to solve that. But you know that whole, like, problem shared is a or problem, shared is a problem halved, or problem yeah, halved is that same, yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like... Basically, yeah, I was really bad, and it got to a few points where like I was internalizing stuff and just not talking, and it wasn't it wasn't helpful, and it wasn't getting better. Um, and my workplace actually started this this thing um, after after one of my colleagues had a had a bit of a panic attack, I suppose, um, and they got like some therapists in, and I was a bit like, oh, I don't you know I don't talk to people, I don't know what it is, but I was like, fine, let me like just see and book it and just see where it goes, and mm-hmm. it really makes a difference to find the right person because. Um, yeah, like one of, you know, I, I, there were a couple that I, I, I tried and, you know, it's not like the ones, some of them were bad, but I'd recommend them. I just think it depends on the, but, uh, and I'll call her Lady X, I won't even expose her name to say, but, um, um, and it's good because, you know, like a lot of people have a fear about, oh my gosh, well, like my therapist and, you know, what well, I'll come on to that, but reality is like, you know, our relationship is very much like, you know, just like a professional one in that sense. Um, but uh, she, she, she's a black woman and she just connected with me and it was really nice to actually just be able to talk about stuff I didn't feel judged about talking about stuff I didn't feel like there was a pressure to come to a solution in a particular period of time but we developed a few bit better understanding of like coping mechanisms ways to talk things through an alternative voice somebody who's not a friend because you know friends they sometimes say what you want to hear or they sometimes have a vested interest in saying a, a particular thing mm-hmm. and obviously friends are one of the support systems and say where some people have family like but you know having someone who's outside of that and doesn't care what x thinks or y does or do you know what i mean is really valuable to get like an external input and and that was super helpful for me and yeah like we've developed a lot of stuff i mean i spoke to a um you know not too long ago um and and yeah even though i don't even work for that company still i'm still i still i'm still in touch because it it was so important for me and 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 has been and continues to be and you know even even when life happens i'll still reach out and say say yeah can 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 we have a chat because yeah that side's so important for me so i'm a big advocate of it i i didn't think i'd be but i would you know, I'd highly recommend it to, to anybody that I come across, even if they're not necessarily big talkers, because actually stretching yourself and encouraging yourself to talk things, to say things out loud, is even probably sometimes part of the challenge and the dealing with everything. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on it? I think for me, because I, I, I had some, I was doing some counselling at the beginning of this year. Um, uh, it was about it was six sessions that I had, so I lasted for six weeks, um, and it was probably one of the most. Um, I can't think. I can't think of the word right now, but it was it was a really good experience, and it managed it managed to 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 get me to see myself um, for as much as I'm aware of myself, it allowed me to see the holes and the gaps that I can't see, so to say, or to give me another perspective to the queries and questions and and. And things that I have in my mind um, that I wasn't able to necessarily understand. 
Um, but it's been really beneficial, really, really beneficial. And I feel much lighter. I feel, mm, I still have moments where I'm still hard on myself, but I'm working on that. But I have definitely been not as hard as myself, on myself as recently. And just been allow, allowing myself to just be okay with how things are. I'm not necessarily feeling like there needs to be um, something done straight away all the time with everything. Because I'm also the kind of person where I do everything all at once and struggle to focus on just one thing at a time. Um, and leads myself to stages of burnout, leads my stage to places of constant conflict with myself. Um, and these are things that I wasn't aware of prior to having this session. Um, so, yeah, to learn about yourself is, is a blessing, but to get another perspective that's, that helps you propel yourself and excel into an even better person is even more of a blessing. Um, and that's that, that's what counselling's done for me. That's what I've experienced. And, and that's the thing, I, that was counselling. I haven't even gone to an actual therapist to really, really uncover and you know pull the rug on a lot of stuff that's happened in life so for me to feel as positive as i am now with, with just a counselor i know i know for a fact a therapist will have a bigger impact um on me i guess depending on the person and the techniques that they use but ultimately i do feel like therapy in itself will be able to give a, a bigger and better contribution towards me to then um implement implement that into my life to make to make positive changes so yes yeah, for me it's definitely worked and i would also encourage others as well because i feel like like you said i feel like some people are really discouraged to speak in general um and not being able to voice stuff kind of doesn't help with clearing your mind because you're still thinking you know so it is really important to get make that first step and like i said i, I enjoy speaking to strangers <laughs> i enjoy <laughs> i enjoy meeting new people so going to therapy and sorry start starting counseling was it seemed like a normal thing for me. I was just like, okay, so I'm coming to talk again because I speak to my friends about stuff. So when I spoke to the counsellor, I was like, this is what it is, this is what it is, this is what it is, this is where I'm at, this is how I think, this is how I feel. You know, let's explore. And that's exactly what we've done. Wicked. That sounds sick, man, honestly. I like the fact that, you know, like even both of you have had obviously something positive to obviously say about therapy because some people will just jump the gun and think like, oh, you know what, well, there's nothing wrong with me and therapy is only for people that need help and all that kind of stuff there. I really feel like as like you guys were kind of mentioning as well, like, you know, our mental health is just as important as our physical health, hence why we go to the gym and, you know, hence why therapy um is out there to be used and so mm. forth, you know. So it's good that you guys have had, like, you know, very positive outcomes with that. What I was going to ask, actually, do you feel like, I mean, a few miles, um, you know, but first of all, how, what um, colour was your um, therapist? It was, it was a black woman. Black woman. Yeah. Do you think that actually made a difference to how your sessions were exactly? Um. You know, it's hard to say because, the, you know, the saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying a white woman can't help me. She just may not be able to understand certain struggles or to understand, you know, or to relate in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like for this particular instance, it definitely did because um, she was able to understand. Um, she was culturally competent. She was able to understand how things are for me. Um, and she made sense of a lot of stuff. I didn't have to explain basic little things that, was just obvious to know, so mm-hmm, to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made it easier to express myself and to speak about stuff to someone who understood me. Um, and she allowed me to be free. There was times where I just, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm working on it, but I swear quite often, <laughs> <laughs> um, even in just like expressing how I'm feeling. And I felt, I didn't feel like I, I couldn't do that with her, um, despite her being an older black professional woman. Because when you when you hear a black woman who's professional, who's older than you, it's always give respect, give respect. Yeah. And swearing has never seemed to be showing sort of any sort of respect, but at the same time, that's me expressing myself. Yeah, and exactly I've been in a place that. now where I've been given practically a safe space where I can just say whatever it is I want without feeling like I'm going to be judged because I've used the word yeah, mm-hmm. because of my emotion that I'm feeling or because of the passion that I'm feeling. Um, 
and yeah, it was really insightful, especially because, like I said, she was a black woman. She also has kids of her own. Um, and because I'm, I'm quite a talker, so it wasn't always just me talking. I managed to able to allow her to speak as well because I, I, I like to converse. I can't, it can't always be just me having my input. I like to hear other people's stories and, you know, what kind of got them to where they are too. So, and which is not conventional of counsellors to speak about their own stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But because of our relationship, we managed to get to a space where we do that. And even though our sessions have ended, like we stay in touch um, and that's going to be someone hopefully within my professional life that can, you know, guide me and help me through certain things. So yeah, it's, and it's, it, going to, into this year, it was never something that I said to myself, cool, I'm going, I'm going to, um, to therapy. It just came across. I was like, you know what? This will be beneficial because I got questions. My friends are great. Don't get it twisted, but I just need an extra, uh, extra insight. And that's literally all it was. Um, and it's probably one of the best choices I've made. I've learned a lot about myself. So, Jeez. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. And again, I'm glad you really had that um, that experience, man, because I just think that, um, yeah, it's important, especially when you're speaking to somebody and especially someone who can obviously, you know, understand you, relate back to you kind of thing. Um, I think it's really important. And I really feel like this is what, um, you know, us black people need within our community. You know, mm. I feel like this is the chance for everyone to kind of, you know, tap into exactly what do they fear um, about themselves or what is it that they're running away from like let's be faced with whatever issues that we've got kind of thing um, so we you know you can speak about it and deal with it instead of having to keep just hiding away from it do you know what I mean mm. so yeah man I really feel like um, therapy is just yeah very important you know but um, yeah man no, I'm glad that you guys have had that perspective man honestly and um, yeah obviously Ashley's been there just dropping all of his gems mm. <laughs> literally from the beginning like <laughs> literally so, so Ashley how are you feeling that's all right, that's all right. <laughs> how are you feeling now with, with the latest news on lockdown and things soon easing up how does that make you feel about um, does it make a difference to your, your business or to you working in general as, as, at all or does it, does it just not make any difference to you no, 100% in, in all those things. I think the first is, like, just that hope. Like, as I said, there's a lot of existing, and I'm a big believer of, you know, I want to live a good life. Like, um, and I mean, not in, like, who doesn't, but, like, as in, I'm not here just to just to be here. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm not making up the numbers. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, like, I want to have a good time. I want to live. And, you know, part of the benefits of being self-employed, because there's lots of cons of it as well, is, is being able to be more flexible with your time. So it was really annoying to have the ability to be more flexible with your time and then actually still be told that you can't leave your house. Like, that's, yeah. that's annoying. Um <laughs> But yeah, like, look, there's, you know, it's given me some things to cling on to. And obviously, who knows, stuff can change. But, you know, the early data is good. And I'm looking forward, you know, mm. April April 12th is in my head. Like, like that's <laughs> when I'm going to get my hair cut again. That's when I'm going to go to the gym. And, you know, I, I might as well give myself the day off and do um, all of that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, what's that's, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be making up for lost time. And it gives me something to work towards. Because, as I said, I think that light at the end of the tunnel piece is so important. Um, you know, life without hope is a really tough situation to be in. Um, mm. You know, I think obviously there's then June and, um, you know, again, obviously a lot can happen in between now and then. Um, I don't expect it to all be plain failing, but, you know, I, I, want, I, you know I want that to be amazing. I want it to be good. I want to, you know, 
they say it'll be like Carnage. It should be a bank holiday. Yeah, that's going to be mad. You know what I mean? It's got to be like New Year's Eve. Yeah, literally on steroids, isn't it? Literally, it's going to be crazy. People who never used to leave their house are leaving. Are leaving in their house. I'm telling you from now, just because you know. No, do you know what? It's it's good that we've actually got something to look forward to. But um, obviously, I guess anything can can happen within this time. So, you know, I guess we just have to kind of just sit back and just, you know, see what's mm. good in it. Do you get what I mean? But um, yeah, man, yeah. I guess we just have to see what happens, you know? Yeah, man. But honestly, actually, it was like having you on, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, we're not, me and you are not the closest of friends, um, but we have an understanding of each other. And to have you on here and hear, hear your input and your insight, your perspective was really, was really um, interesting to hear and really meaningful. So thank you for ha- sparing your time um, and being on here. Well, thank you so much. And for, for those listeners, it's not like we have beef. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? Laugh just gets in the way, isn't it? Blame it on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on COVID. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> what's up man exactly that honestly and um even from my side just thank you for everything that you've kind of given us given up given to us and given to our listeners in terms of the information that you've provided and everything man i think this is just really good to kind of just show that this is just an example of what you know our generation can do do you get what i mean you know when you believe in something when you actually want something to happen you do anything in your power to kind of make it happen you find your niche create it and it's yours do you get what i mean and you know look how much of an impact you know you have made ashley so i just want to say just thank you just you as a person just you know doing what you're doing for our community you know honestly because not a lot of people are doing what you're doing like like you said representation matters as well so we're seeing it now we know that we can also some of us can be achieving it too so that's what's up yeah man this is it you know no it's good no man. No, it's a tool man before we head off um just drop your socials um for our listeners to stay in touch um oh, yeah. see how you're getting on and see your journey yeah, so you can you can find my organisation at colorintech.org. Um, you can find me, just Google Ashley Ainsley or A.K.A. Ainsley. I'm on Twitter, Clubhouse, Instagram. Um, I've even got a few TikToks these days. I'll but, check you uh, out. Where you need to find me, you'll find me under A.K.A. Ainsley. Oh, so, you're, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm correct to saying you're also on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> this is actually my favourite of all of them, isn't it? Like, so, yeah, like, yeah, no, connect with me on LinkedIn. Obviously, professional network, but um, yeah, like that's where you'll hear a lot about about what I'm up to, where I get to, and um, and a lot of the cool stuff that's going on. Wicked, no man, that's good, man. So, guys, obviously, if you want to be able to follow um Ashley's journey and everything like that, there you go. Do you get what I mean? And you know. 
I'm pretty sure you definitely will be able to get inspired by, you know, the things that he's done. So, yeah, man. Big up, Ashley. Cheers. <laughs> bless, man. Bless. Brilliant. Well, thanks. Cheers, guys. No worries, man. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, guys, as you know, always going to be bringing back, you know, um, amazing content for you guys every week, as we usually do. Obviously, tune in um, as and when you can and so forth. And um, just know that we're going to be here every week. And that's what's up. <laughs> Literally. And on that note, it's your boy Milo. It's your boy Fabs. We out. Peace.